Hi, welcome back to Film Festival Reviews, where news and views of what's going on in and around the film festival circuit worldwide is right here. This is Christina Kotlar, and the last couple of shows I had conversations with festival directors Rob Moretti, John Columbus, Trish Finneran, along with festival programmers about what it takes for films to be accepted into film festivals, what do they look for. So um, on today's show, we'll hear from Frank Piasecki Polson, a Danish filmmaker who was at Silver Docks. Uh, he had his film, Gorilla Girl, shown there, and out of the submissions there, he was sought after uh, by the programming director who saw his film at um, Amsterdam Film Festival and was invited to show his films at Silver Docks. We'll have a chance to hear his take on his film, filmmaking, and the whole process of getting it into film festivals. Also, he has a New York premiere going on today, Friday, June 30th, at the Rooftop Festival in the East Village of Manhattan at 9 p.m. East 12th Street between 1st Avenue and Avenue A. And it looks interesting as long as it doesn't rain, but I, I love different venues, so uh, this apparently they show films on the rooftop. Sounds pretty fun, actually. The second conversation I had was with Doug Hawes Davis from Big Sky Documentary Film Festival who came to Silver Docks exclusively to see what films were being shown and looking to program ones that he seen. So that's why there's lots of overlap between festivals. You know, you have these guys coming out here to see what other people are programming and to check out what films they'd like to see in their festivals. So we'll uh, get a chance to listen to him about that. You have to press re record? It's recording. Okay, cool. Here we are, it's in my lounge. Yes? And you're... The filmmaker's lounge. Filmmaker's lounge, and this morning I saw Gorilla Girl. Yes? I thought that was a very amazing movie. Thanks a lot. You spent three months in the jungle. I was filming for three months. We spent uh, some time waiting for the right person to come also. Could you tell me a little bit about it? Yes, the movie is about a young girl joining a guerrilla movement in South America, in Colombia. The idea was to take this cliché or stereotype of a terrorist and turn it upside down. And then take this young, beautiful, intelligent woman and, and, and try to follow her and try to understand why is she you know, choosing this path in life. I didn't get the feeling that this was a terrorist group because of the way uh, they were talking about fighting for their country, and, you know, they, they really believed in this idea that uh, the government is corrupt and historically had these guerrilla armies, and young people especially seem to join mm. forces there. Yeah. Well, Colombia is a kind of society where if you stand on a box talking about social rights, you risk your life doing it. Every week, two trade unionists are killed. You know? Amnesty International does, doesn't have an office in Colombia because it's too dangerous. You know? And Colombia is, you know, the far-fetched um, consequence of this policy. You're either with us or against us. For young people like her in Colombia, uh, she was in university, being part of some student organization, making some kind of protest. And because of that, she was put on these photocopied death lists that the paramilitaries hang up everywhere. And they actually kill people. So for a young person in Colombia, there's only two ways about it. Either you stay out of any discussion about society, or you go all the way, I mean, for armed uh, combat, you know? What was your interest in, in mm -hmm. this documentary idea? I'm an uh, educated documentarist from the Danish Film School. And uh, just then I, as I came out of film school in 2001, one of my friends came home from Colombia. 
and he has been working there as a, a development worker. And at that time there was peace negotiations in Colombia, because this guerrilla movement was called FARC, had this uh, demilitarized zone where they were allowed to, uh, to be and where the peace negotiations were taking place. And uh, then came 9-11 and uh, one of the first things that happens was that the Americans forced the European Union to put, for instance, FARC on their terror list. And up till that point, that especially the Swedish government, but also other governments in Europe, had been supporting the peace negotiations in Colombia. And that was no longer possible because you can't negotiate with terrorists. So that had a tremendous effect on the, on the conflict in Colombia. And um, so we decided we wanted to make this film, you know, to turn this, to, to try to say, okay, let's, let's look at the human side, and let's look at the humans in this organization. And let's look, uh, how to say, past the stereotype and the prejudice about a terrorist and see what's they, what they really like. I thought you did a really good job with the film. Thanks. So, I try to. <laughs> and you're up for the Sterling Award. Yeah, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna win it. I'm sure because this is not an award-winning film. It's like too uh, it's too. Uh, it's very intense. It's very intense, but it's also controversial. Why did you choose to enter it in Silver Docks? Actually, Silver Docks. Uh, chose it. Um, they asked for it and we just sent it. You know? Oh, so this was a request. You, it yeah, wasn't yeah. part um, of the submission. Uh, Sky Sydney, who is the programmer, she saw it in Amsterdam where we were world premiering uh, last November and she wanted it for her festival, for this festival. So. Oh, okay. So what do you think about the festival here? I think it's great. I'm very honored to be here. You know, I think it, this is the most important documentary festival in, in northern in, in the United States, at least. There's also hot dogs in, in Toronto, which is very important. But um, and we were talking about it yesterday that you know people they rank this as the third most important documentary festival in the world. So of course I'm very happy to be here and I'm very honored to be in the competition because it means that a lot of people will, you know, if they don't, don't see the film, they will at least hear about it and, you know, so it's, in that way I'm, I'm very honored and happy about it. Well, it was sold out last night. Yeah, it was sold out today as well. I stood online last night and I was turned away. Yeah, it has been, actually it was in, uh, in Amsterdam, which is the largest documentary festival in the world, it was the most viewed at all. So uh, what's next for the film? I mean, where are you taking it next? I think it's going to some other festivals. I was invited to this rooftop film festival in New York, uh, but uh, and I was actually supposed to go there next week, but then I didn't hear from them. So I don't. I didn't. Now I'm going back on Sunday to Europe. Uh, but it's uh, Danish Film Institute who is coordinating all the festivals, and I've told them that I, I have to you know spend some time in Denmark now because I've been traveling so much for the film that I. No, I, I want to be with my kids. So I don't know where it's going next, but it's definitely be, be, it's going to be another film festival. I mean, it seems like you're drawn to these kind of risk-taking films you know, that's uh, hard-hitting and you know, really honest. And yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm like this working-class kid that got the opportunity to go into film school, and I, I consider it you know a big honor, but also a great responsibility because I have the power of making, you know, mass media stories and and I think I should use that, you know, to kind of change the world in a way. Just maybe I don't change the world very much, but just if I can do it a little bit, you know. So I'm taking it quite seriously. I worked with a Colombian uh, producer. Uh-huh. Co-produced a feature film with her, and, and I heard about kidnappings and, yeah. and things like yeah, that. Yeah. And there was like very frightening things. But seeing the other side, normally you don't get a chance and mm. opportunity to do so. Yeah, so. you shouldn't be fooled by my film because it's so nice. Because war is nasty, a nasty thing. When you're making war, you are violating human rights. They're but being trained to kill. They're being trained to kill. I mean, it's just you know, 
that's kind of obvious that war is like this, and that we, what we see in the everyday news about the conflict in Colombia, but it's always that you know these bad guys, you know, and I just think that maybe, maybe it's maybe the truth is not so black and white, you know, maybe it's uh, in there somewhere in between, and this is just a small, uh, you know, contribution to uh, kind of get your own opinion on, on the on the big picture. Well, it was a fascinating point of view. Okay, yeah. you're looking forward to any other films? Anything you want to see? Yeah, I, actually, well, I saw an excellent film today, uh, shot in, in South in Cape Town, South Africa, called uh, The Mother's House, uh, and that was really, really good. You should go and see it. I was at the panel discussion where the filmmaker okay. was talking about uh -huh. it. I saw a little bit of a, a clip on that. So yeah. if it's playing again, I'll. I'll I'll make sure yeah. that I see it. That's what I love about going to this film festival is, is that you get to meet people and you talk a little bit and maybe you meet somebody you like and then you go and see the film and then you feel that you really know them because you, because you know that they have spent so much time with this and it's really kind of a deep feeling. So when you meet them again, you feel like they're old friends, you know? And then I kind of, you know, you kind of stumble into people that you've met at other film festivals. I really enjoy this so much, you know? Oh, well, great. Well, I hope to see you in New York sometime. Yeah, okay. Thank okay, you. Okay, and I'll go to... Uh, Denmark. Okay, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. I'm sitting with Doug Hawes Davis from Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. Okay, and you're in your fourth year? Fourth year in two thousand. Uh, fourth this year. Yeah, 2007 will be our fourth festival. The fourth year seems to be a turning point for a lot of festivals. You know, tell me a little bit about what your, your festival, how it got started, and, and where it is right now. Uh, gosh, that's a big question. I mean, um, our festival started as a hobby of mine and Damon Ristow, who's now our festival director. Um, I have a, a documentary production distribution company, High Plains Films, and we really wanted to build an event that would bring filmmakers to our community and really have something basically to give back to all the, the documentary filmmakers that we've met over the years and, and give them an audience in Missoula and we thought that Missoula would be a very receptive audience. We had no idea how receptive they were going to be so it started basically as a hobby. We got a great deal in a small theater uh, rental for a week and we figured, well, we've got the theater for the whole week, so we're going to show films from 10 a.m. to midnight. It's going to be all about the films. As soon as we booked the theater and picked, made our selections, we found out that 20 or so of the filmmakers were actually going to come to our festival to be here for their screening. And many of them were going to come for the whole week. So we really needed to do something to make it a good experience for them. We sold out 12 of our screening blocks. We basically overran this little theater. And I, I, I think it's fair to say that a, a great time was had by all, and we knew that this was going to become much more than a hobby very quickly. So it was a surprise to you at the well, the we, way we, I figured it would be okay, but I had no idea that there was going to be hundreds of people standing in line, and that we actually have to turn people away. That really was upsetting because I really wanted everyone in Missoula who wanted to see these great films to be able to get in. And um, so, in preparation for the second year. We moved to the Wilma Theater across the river in Missoula on Montana's largest screen. The theater seats 1,100. We figured we'd be okay at least for a few years before we were turning people away. And that theater, well, by our third year in 2006, uh, we had about 50 filmmakers in attendance, and we came very close to selling out the 1,100-seat theater. So, yes, I mean, things have ramped up really quickly. and. Um, I felt this year there were a few moments when I felt we were on the verge of not being able to handle sort of the interest level. 
but but it, it, it turned out really well. And again, it was a great. You know, we've we've tried to keep it grassroots. We've tried to keep it very uh, homespun. Make sure that the people who are coming from all over the world to be at our event have a great time. And 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 I, I feel that we're achieving that. Um, but I, I can see how that fourth year is a real could be a real turning point for a lot of festivals. We're very excited about 2007. Our entries are already surpassing previous years. Every year we've built 50% in entries, 50% in audience attendance each year over the previous year. Um, and it, it, as far as entries go, at least, it looks like we're on track to do that again. So I'm not too concerned that we're going to be overrun. I, I, I'm just excited that there's this much interest. What, what can you attribute to the fact that you're getting these submissions? lately or this past year? Well, I think, you know, that's something that's been talked about a lot and the main thing, I'm sure, is just the the cost of entry-level production is so low now that it's not a huge burden to get equipment and give it a shot to make your first film. And documentary, you know, it's a natural for first-time filmmakers. And so we get lots and lots and lots of first and second time filmmakers and I'm sure it's true of a lot of festivals and there's a lot of brilliant stuff in that mix so but yeah I would attribute it to just the tools of production on the low end have gotten so inexpensive that if you want to make a documentary you can you know and there's a lot of great ideas out there and once you know knowing as a filmmaker myself once you've made a work you want it you want to have it seen so people are you know festival I think I don't think we're uh, it's not unique that our interests are growing up 50% a year I'm sure that most festivals and documentary festivals in particular are experiencing similar growth how do filmmakers find you our first year we simply put out a call on the internet we had an email list of our colleagues that we've met over the years film critics other festival programmers film societies we just sent out an email saying we're going to have this first annual festival in Missoula, and entries just poured in. You know, without a box now, I would say it's responsible for at least some of that increase in entries. In our second year, we went and began using without a box, and I'm sure we're reaching some filmmakers, especially younger and emerging filmmakers, who that's what they know as far as the submission process is. You go to without a box, you find out about festivals, and you enter. So without a box has become a really important for connecting uh, filmmakers with venues and events that are going to potentially be, you know, help them find their audience. I talk to a lot of people here, a lot of filmmakers, and they seem to be bringing into that they go to Without a Box to locate the different film festivals they think would match with yeah. what their film or the core audience. So, how do you think that it could benefit you as the film festival? utilizing the without a box because it seems like it's really focusing on the filmmaker to find the right film festival. Well it's interesting I mean a nice tool for festival programmers would be if without a box was had the films which are on entered on the site were searchable by programmers and I understand that without a box is moving in that direction. I think without a box is largely about the filmmakers which is great but one thing that I think could be done to improve the site would be to have the, the, the film searchable but for by any programmer who's also using without a box because all we do is wait for entries to come in based on whether the filmmakers believe that they're appropriate for our festival but every you know programmer has their his or her own particular interests and the, without a box, you may not have 
that probably doesn't have that type of information there. So it'd be really great. And I think, like I said, I think it's going to go this way to where it's very interactive, where not only filmmakers are able to search vessels, but programmers are able to find films on Without a Box. And that would be tremendously beneficial to filmmakers because then they're going to be courted by the festivals who, who have a particular interest in their, their body of work. Well, that was going to be my, my next question is, okay, you have your interest or whatever, and you hear about a film or something, and you, you go after it. Is there any other way that you actively search out some films or filmmakers? Do you go to other venues? Do you go to other film festivals? Well, we're here at SilverDocs, and I don't have a film in this festival. I came exclusively to to see what SilverDocs is all about and see some of the films that they've shown here. And that's one way we've connected with a lot of filmmakers at this festival, and we've invited them to submit to our festival and hopefully we'll end up programming some of those. In fact, I know we will. Um, you know, there's overlap between all of the, not just documentary festivals, but you know, more broad-based narrative festivals as well. So um, so that's another way is, you know, coming to these events and seeing what other people are showing and, and being exposed to the things that those programmers found. But also just sort of, you know, paying attention to the trade journals and, and the other um, news sources about independent documentaries and trying to keep track of what people are up to. And we also, at Big Sky, we do a lot of uh, classics and historic works. We have we had a Les Blank retrospective this year, which is really popular. I mean, we want to continue to do that. So each year we want to be able to highlight the body of work of an important filmmaker. And um, so that just takes a lot of research. I feel like, you know, we're aware of a number of great filmmakers, but there's so many more out there who have bodies of work that you know, we, we'd like to see get a wider audience, and so we're, we're always researching and looking into that. That's great, because that's one of my interests also. The new filmmakers don't have that history yet, and... Well, I, and you know, that we've done uh, several retrospectives. We did Cartemquin Films, which is primarily known for Hoop Dreams, but they have this incredible body of work stretching back to the 60s. And we did Maisel's films, which people are familiar with. And then this year we did uh, Les Blank, as I, as I mentioned. And, you know, in all of those cases, the Missoula audience is, is very excited about, you know, those, those events and those groups of films are very popular. But they're especially popular among the attending filmmakers who came in 2005, loved being able to see Gimme Shelter from a print or Salesman from a 35-millimeter print. So... It is a great, it's not exactly a conference event, but it's a great learning experience for current filmmakers to be able to see sort of the, the history and breadth of documentary film. And so we want to continue to do that. I want to make sure that I have that on my calendar. Yeah, I, we, we have not announced our retrospective for 2007, but it'll be good. So how do you like Silver Docs? Silver Docs is year. terrific. Um, especially enjoyed the conference events here. Um, really informative compelling panel discussions. The doc talks were great. So it's been a really, it's a great event. Can't say enough. Were you in the it. Peter Broderick seminar? I've heard Peter Broderick before. I know how good he is. Uh, I heard him at IFP two years ago. Um, I hope he's able to continue going around to film festivals because the group of current and emerging documentarians really need to hear what he has to say. There's not one way that's appropriate for every film to approach distribution. And he has some really compelling and fascinating 
useful ideas for people that they can can tap into. So um, I missed this presentation here, but it's you sh I I would love it if Peter Broder could be at every festival for the next couple of years. So people can latch on to his ideas. Well, you sound like you're really busy and you're also a filmmaker yourself. How do you keep your balance between being filmmaker and festival director, festival... Well, I'm no longer the festival director. Damon Ristow has taken over as festival director, and I'm sharing the programming duties with Gita Sadie, um, who was formerly with Cartimquin Films, but now has moved to Missoula, and also with Drew Carr, who's my co-worker at High Plains Films. Um, if I was trying to do both, I probably wouldn't be very successful at either. Um, again, you know, Big Sky started as a hobby for High Plains Films, and um, it quickly grew beyond our capacity to have it be a hobby. It's not sustainable. I would not be a filmmaker anymore if I was trying to do everything, but I want the selections to be made by filmmakers. Selection by, by, by their own peers. Well, I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be when? That's in uh, January? February, President's Day weekend every year. Yeah, that's why it was so hard for me to try to get out there. Well, Missoula's so, a great destination. It's a beautiful time of year to be in Montana. And so somebody who wants to you know, check out a little bit more, it's, it's at uh, the website for... The website is BigSkyFilmFest.org. Great. All right. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Talking about a lot of things here, and um, I would love if I could get... Peter Broderick in a conversation here on Film Festival Reviews. Things aren't over after you finished with your film. You think it's done, you put all your blood, sweat, and tears into it, and now you want people to see it. So that's the next step. And as Doug put it, filmmakers really need to hear what he has to say. And we hope that he's going to be going around to other festivals for the next couple of years. Anyway, uh, Big Sky Documentary Film Festival, President's Weekend, 2007. I'm putting that on my calendar. Other festivals I'm interested in uh, that are going on in the next month or two are, let's see, in July, we have Hometown Video Festivals coming up, and I did an article at Film Festival Reporter on home movies. That's from July 6th to July 9th at Monterey, California, uh, Woods Hole in Maine, Rural Root Film Festival in New York City and Wine Country Film Festival that's going on from the 20th, July 20th until August 6th. Also, there is the Encounters, the 8th Annual South African International Documentary Festival that's going on from July 14th through August 6th. Long time to show, you know, show movies and everything, but uh, they probably have a great program in store there. Then in August, uh, you have the Rhode Island International Film Festival. My people get up there. That's August 8th through the 13th. Then there's Sarajevo Film Festival in Bosnia. There was a Bosnian Film Festival here in New York at the Anthology of Film Archives. Sarajevo Film Festival is from August 18th to August 26th, and the, the Edinburgh International Film Festival in Scotland, someplace I'd really like to go see a film festival in, is um, August 17th to August 28th. So there's a lot of things going on. September looks like it's going to be really big. I know, you know, July, August, you plan a vacation, everything, go see a film festival. Could be a lot of fun. Okay, so um, what we want to do is continue along this path, talk more about film festivals that are going on, and kind of give you a heads up of what's going on ahead. So until then, I will uh, see you later. Thanks for listening.